Welcome to Noob Reviews, the Jedi Dropout spinoff where I review comics, TV shows, and, well, uh, whatever else I feel like reviewing. I'm your host, the most electrifying man in podcast entertainment, Ryan Taylor, and uh, today I'm going to be talking about a little show called Glow, the recently released Netflix original series based on the uh, actual wrestling show of the same name from the 80s, which I never have seen. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity, and until this was announced, I hadn't actually heard of it. But the uh, the Netflix series itself is more so based on the idea behind the original, and it's not it's not an exact um, adaptation, and it's not uh, an exact truthful it's not it's not a truthful story of behind the show. They basically take uh, the show uh, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, which existed in the 80s, and they have a fictional telling of how the show was made. Now, I grew up a huge wrestling fan, uh, mostly during the Attitude Era, of course. I was always a big fan of uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid, The Undertaker... And I really loved tag team wrestling, which, I mean, at that time you had the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys, but my personal favorite was always the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog Jesse James, and Badass Billy Gunn. I had, let's see, action figures galore, uh, t-shirts, I, I think I went to elementary school in like grade 5 with a D-Generation X t-shirt on once. Um, and I had all the video games. I used to play uh, WWF Attitude, Warzone, uh, even like WCW versus NWO. Oh, those are great. All in 64 games, right? Uh, now, not only at that time would I watch every episode every week of Raw and SmackDown, and watch every pay per view every what well, monthly, I believe they were. But uh, I, as a kid, I would get my hands on as many old like VHS recordings as I could and watch old mass matches that I had missed like uh, I didn't act I wasn't actually watching wrestling when the uh, infamous Undertaker Mankind Hell in a Cell match happened but I used to watch the match over and over oh, it's a great match um, and I don't watch wrestling now I haven't watched it in a very long time um, but I do occasionally play the games. I have a few for my Xbox One, and I, I'm vaguely familiar with like modern wrestlers. I mean, like Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt, guys like that. But uh, while I'm not into it like I used to be, I'm I still appreciate it. I can still get behind it, you know. So of course, going into Glow my expectations were pretty high. I was excited that uh, there was a modern show, just not just modern TV, but a modern uh, a quality series being adapted that was based on wrestling at all, and uh, this show did not disappoint. I'm gonna say straight up, if you don't like wrestling, don't let that deter you from watching the show, because I think this show is for everybody. I, I it, it's just so damn good. Um, the show's created by Genji Cohen, 
the creator of Weeds and Orange is the New Black, and it, it feels like one of those shows. It's the same, uh, same level of character development as you see on Orange is the New Black. It's the same uh, comedy, not comedy sort of thing. It's, it's a very funny show, though. Um, but at the same time, I feel like the show works for the biggest sort of wrestling fans. It's, I'm going to get to that in a, in a minute, but um, the show dives pretty deep into not just wrestling, but the 80s itself, and uh, the, do the, the job that they did creating not so much a glammed up 80s, but uh, more of a raw, realistic 80s. I mean, let's be real here, the 80s weren't just neon and spandex 100% of the time. But uh, when they do need to bring those elements out, they fucking nail it. Uh, let me see. Like, the scenes, um, there's, there's not a whole lot of the big uh, live event wrestling in the show. Near the, near the, the finale is, is the real the real main event, but uh, when they go into that, when they go into the full costume intro, the the lights and cameras sort of thing, they they nail it like I've never seen done before, and and the soundtrack, oh my god, if you like 80s music, even if you're not going to watch this show, just go get, the, you can download the soundtrack on Spotify, I was listening to it uh, just a minute ago when I, I was uh, putting the final touches on these notes. I, I mean, it's got White Snake, Tears for Fears, fucking Pat Benatar, um, even, even Men Without Hats. It's such a good playlist. And, and the soundtrack is, is used perfectly in this show. Uh, but back to wrestling for a minute. I gotta mention, um, there's a pretty big name here who did the training and choreography for the show. And that is Chavo Guerrero Jr., uh, wrestling fans would know him as the nephew of the legendary Eddie Guerrero and a very successful wrestler in his own right. Uh, he uh, He's mostly known, I believe, for his work in WCW. That's what I remember him from. But he did go on to wrestle in the WWE for quite some time. Uh, the attention to detail in the stunt and choreography work in this show is unreal. They, uh, they even went as far and... Uh, only the most hardcore wrestling fans are going to notice this. I didn't notice this myself. I read it after. But the only wrestling moves they used in the show were ones that actually existed in wrestling at that point in time, which was like 1986. So you won't see anything that was um, developed or invented afterwards, which is it's, that's a fucking eye for detail, right? But the real heart of this show is the cast. The cast is unbelievable. And it, it, just like uh, Orange is the New Black, it's an ensemble cast. There's so many characters to even try and keep track of. I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight a few here and uh, touch on a couple others, but I, I won't even be mentioning the entire cast because there's just so many. Uh, I mean, let's be real, the biggest name in the show and I would say arguably the lead is Allison Brie as Ruth Wilder. Uh, 
Allison, I know from Community, from Mad Men, and her voice work in BoJack Horseman in the Lego movie. But this character is a little different for Allison Brie. Uh, she doesn't really... Uh, nothing comes easy to Ruth. She struggles with just about everything. When you are introduced to Ruth, she's an actress who just can't land a job. She... I don't know, she she doesn't really have the looks, she doesn't have much going for her. So she gets a casting call, she, uh, or sorry, she goes to a casting call for Glow. She doesn't know what she's getting into, and she says, okay, um, I'll give it a shot. Sure, I don't know anything about wrestling. And uh, when she does make the cast, when she makes the cut, um... Everybody seems to be very easily finding their personas, their in-stage uh, characters, and Ruth just can't. She comes up with one after another of just <laughs> absolutely terrible personas that nobody likes, and um, eventually in the show she does find one, uh, Zoya the Destroyer. And uh, she begins to grow more as a character. She begins to kind of find her own, and she has a she has a great character arc that uh, sums up nicely in the finale. Uh, the other lead, uh, Betty Gilpin, she plays uh, Debbie Egan. I, I'm not familiar with uh, Betty as an actor, but she's known well for Nurse Jackie and she recently appeared on American Gods which is which is another show I'd like to get around to watching um, Debbie is the rival to Ruth uh, Debbie is a former soap actor who has uh, given that life up to be a stay-at-home mom and she's married to a character I forget his name now but he is he's an asshole I mean I don't know, I'm not sure if you're supposed to like the guy at all, but I really don't. Um, I'm not going to spoil why exactly Debbie and Ruth are rivals in the show, and what the vendetta is there, but it's a great story arc, and uh, it really comes full circle. The, uh, the finale, they have some great moments together there. Now the, the third uh, main character here, I'm, I'm not sure, I think he's more of a supporting character. But he really shined, in, in my opinion. Uh, Mark Marone, or Marin Marone, I'm not positive, plays Sam Sylvia. Um, Sam is the director of GLOW. He has no knowledge or experience with wrestling at all. And he's, uh, he's a film director. He directs, I think, some really sort of weird, like, B-movies. And uh, he's, I think he's using GLOW as... Just a, a means to get his own films greenlighted. He is hilarious. He's sarcastic. He's nihilistic. And he kind of owns the fact that he's just not a great guy. Although his character does grow. I mean, yeah, he's kind of a shitty person, but he he gets better. He doesn't, like, I don't know. I wasn't familiar with uh, the actor, Mark Marone. He's a comedian, mostly. But I was not familiar with him going to this at all. I'd heard the name, and I think he does some stand-up as well. But uh, he, I've since start, started listening to his podcast, uh, 
uh, funny enough, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention another podcast here, uh, WTF with Mark Marone. And if you watch the show and you think he's as funny as I think he is, you should check it out. It's uh, it's great. He uh, he basically brings people into his garage and interviews in there. And um, even if you like this show, if you if you're a fan of Glow, go check out just the uh, the episodes he did interviewing other the cast and crew of that show. Uh, he brought in Allison Bree and Betty Gilpin for an episode. Uh, I think he brought in Genji Cohen for an episode. Uh, he interviewed Chavo Guerrero at one point. Uh, it, it's, it's really good, and it's really insightful to the show. Um, now, there are two more characters. Not exactly main characters, but characters I, just, I really did want to highlight. Uh, the first one being Brittany Young, who I'm, I'm not sure what else she's in. I, I looked up her IMDb. I didn't really recognize anything there. She plays Carmen Wade whose uh, in-stage persona is Machu Picchu, which I believe is uh, based on a, uh, a wrestler from the original Glow as well. Uh, now, Carmen is interesting because she's very clearly, I mean, I haven't seen it written anywhere, but it's so obviously uh, inspired by the legendary Samoan wrestling family, the Anoi family. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, there's this one Samoan family that has generations and generations of successful and legendary wrestlers. Um, Yokozuna, Rikishi, Umaga, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, they're all part of this family. And I mean, there's there's still modern wrestlers from this family wrestling today, like Roman Reigns, Naomi, and the Uso brothers. Um, so, Carmen's character in the show is the only one who actually knows anything at all about wrestling. Uh, and she kind of struggles with living up to her family's name. I, I think her father, or there's a couple of, um, there's at least one specific, like supposedly legendary uh, wrestler in, in her family. And she has this name, her, you know, her, uh, she comes from a long line of wrestlers, right? And, uh, she she takes to it pretty naturally. She's she's pretty good, but she has this terrible stage fright. So when she gets in the ring, she freaks out and um, she doesn't really wrestle at all until the finale. And you know she gets her happy ending. She wins her match. She uh, it, it's it's a nice it's a nice touch. I like that. But um, whereas Carmen the character is the only one with any experience wrestling. Uh, in terms of actors, Kia Stevens is the only actor I know of in the show who knows wrestling outside of this. She plays uh, Tamay Dawson, also known as Welfare Queen, which I know it sounds offensive. Um, a lot of characters in this show sound offensive. Not the characters themselves, but the wrestling personas they play but they handle it well they, there are a lot of stereotypes but the characters are very aware of these and I think they're going to get into that a little more in season 2 because the way things ended with a couple of characters um, having to wrestle under like these terrible racial stereotypes and some of them were not happy with it and I, I think they're they're going to handle it well 
and it really uh, it's an homage to wrestling but at the same time it points out some of the major flaws in the world of wrestling but back to Kia Stevens Kia um, is actually a professional wrestler she she's not really an actor going into the show she she wrestled in Japan she wrestled in impact wrestling TNA and she even wrestled with the WWE she's she's pretty legit uh, she wrestled under the names Awesome Kong, Amazing Kong, and in the WWE under Karma. And she owns this role. Um, it's not one of the main characters. She doesn't get, like, a, she doesn't have a, a deep story arc. But she gets a lot of the in-ring scenes. And uh, she gets a lot of the, uh, the sort of in-ring dialogue sort of stuff. And she nails it. She's so good. Uh, I'm not going to get that deep with the rest of the cast, but I did want to mention some standouts. Uh, Ellen Wong, who I haven't seen since Scott Pilgrim, plays Jenny Che. She's great. Sadell Noel as Cherry Bang. She's awesome. Britt Barron as Justine Biaggi. She has a, she has a great story in this uh, season as well. Gail Rankin as Sheila the She-Wolf. She is fantastic. You'll love her. Jackie Tone as Melanie Rosen. She's absolutely hilarious. And Kate Nash as Rhonda Richardson. Also very, very funny. Uh, so overall, as I mentioned earlier, this is a show I would recommend to hardcore wrestling fans. I'd recommend it to casual fans. I'd recommend it to people who've never seen wrestling or even people who absolutely dislike or hate wrestling because the show just works on that many levels it works as uh, an in-depth wrestling uh, fandom based show it uh, the references and the details about wrestling and, and even pop culture at times uh, will really sell you on that but the characters and their stories and the interactions between them will definitely keep you watching if you have no interest in wrestling. Yeah, like I, I I recommend this show to everyone. And I'm a Netflix addict. I, I will admit that. I watch just about every original series that they do. I mean, this is, what, the eighth or ninth one I've watched this year. It's a little much. But this is just so good. This is one of the best things I've done in a while. And... It's a must-watch. If you if you're the if you're into Netflix series at all, you gotta check out Glow. And I can't wait for season two. They've definitely. I think they've announced already that they're gonna do a season two. I mean, it's gonna happen. Um, it's just so fucking good. Stop listening to this. Go watch Glow. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. If you watched it already, watch it again. <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. Uh, be sure to check out my other Noob Views episodes, as well as the Jedi Dropouts podcast itself. Which, if you haven't listened to that one, I'll say, I say it every episode, the Jedi Dropouts podcast is better than this, because it's it's me and somebody else, uh, James Moss, and he's hilarious. Uh, actually, we just released an episode a couple days ago, and uh, has an in-depth Spider-Man Homecoming review. Uh Definitely recommend you check that out, unless you don't like spoilers, because it's filled with them. Uh, 
Now you can check out the other noob reviews as well as the episodes of Jedi Dropouts all at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, the Podbean app, YouTube, I believe other podcasting apps as well. And I guess that's the bottom line because I don't have a sign off.